Welcome everyone to Squared Circle Rewind Podcast. I'm your host Jesse and I will be joined shortly by Dave and Ben. Today for episode 151 we are reviewing WWF Degeneration X in your house with the main event of Ken Shamrock facing Shawn Michaels for the WWF title. As always we'll start the episode with some body slam news and notes and some beneficial facts on the pay-per-view and this and the pay-per-view date in history. Enjoy. All right, so this week we're going to talk about Paige's stream on Twitch, which I took it was being her last live stream, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Based so. on how she was wording it, and there's a lot of mixture of opinions based on what happened with her on the stream. Some people are saying that she overreacted. Some are saying that she's playing the mental health card. And but most people are, are agreeing with this. And I'm like, I shouldn't laugh, but like people that say that, it's like you don't fucking know what she's going through. Like, it's not like, like, oh, here you are playing the victim. Yeah, because she is the fucking victim. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She and, she is losing money coming into her bank account. Yeah. And she kind of is a victim in a sense here. Well, and I did some more digging, and I found out that that it be apparently rumor has it already get a cut, but now they're expecting more. And I was like, it's just, you oh, know what? Seconds instead I can, of one serving you. I don't think that it'd be foolish to not have in the contract that you have to give cuts of anything else you do already established in the contract. Mm-hmm. And that's why some people are like, well, she signed the contract. Well, yeah, she did. But they also didn't sign a contract knowing that there'd be a freaking COVID-19 pandemic in and, 2020 and 2019. And you know the other thing is, too? She signed the contract when, when she was, what, 19? Like... <laughs> You, you hear all the time about how, um, well, you signed the contract, you got to honor that. But, like, on the other side, you, you think that guy is giving uh, giving you a contract in your best interest? You think WWE was getting her to sign that contract in her best interest? No. No. It was for them. So, don't give me that shit. Like, don't give me that, like, oh, she signed a contract, now you got to abide by it. No. That contract have no like open negotiations. You can like you know what this has come. How up. many times has has WWE gotten like fired a guy behind the guise of like a a clause in the contract that's pretty thin, but the, just to get out from under that guy. They've done that a bunch of times. So how come that's they don't just have almost to almost as a cop out almost? Yeah, yeah. How many? How come they don't have to honor their side of the contract then? Like, yeah, like that's a dumb argument. I hate that one. <laughs> right, that's and dumb. it's the most common one. And I'm like, that's dumb. And it, the other thing too is. Put yourself in her shoes. If you are hurt have, and and can't wrestle anymore, and this is like the thing, the beacon in your life, because WWE is not even fucking using her, which she says on there. Like she 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 said what she goes out for like a media thing once every month, yep. maybe. So this is like her beacon, and WWE said, "No, fuck you. You gotta do this, or else you can't have it." It's like, well, how the fuck would you feel? Well, and like uh, my main point of view was that she's doing it to engage with the fans, exactly. Because there's no engagement with the fans right now. Like you can't consider yeah, the true. Thunderdome engagement with the fans. That, like that does no, not work. Not. Uh, their TV screens. Like, like that's the, very engaging. The the fans only have a 15 minute a lot of time. I believe it's either 10 to 15 minutes where they're allowed on the screen, and then they change. Oh yeah, like it's always interchanging. So it's like that's not really yeah, engagement. That, yeah. But with Twitch, well, that would make that would make sense because they keep on like like I saw on Twitter over the weekend about. Matthew McConaughey was on a screen at SmackDown or something, and it looked like a blur, so it could have been fucking anybody. No, it was him. 
And, but, I, but I'm so sitting there and, my, and, and I'm thinking, for... and I'm thinking, I'm like, did Matthew McConaughey sit there for two hours to watch wrestling? No, I no. really doubt that. But that 15 minute thing makes sense. And they probably messaged him and said, "Hey, can you get on at this time, <laughs> please, so we can point to you?" So it's like she's doing it for a lot of reasons, not just for the money. Yes. However, the money is a definite part of it because Twitch does have a good compensation plan. It does have a, a plan where you can make money on it, especially. But you know, the other guys were like, another thing that people are saying. Well, she was only able to grow her Twitch community based on her fan base from WWE. So WWE should get a cut because they gave her the opportunity. And I was like, I'm not saying your point is incorrect, but people are keep forgetting the mental health aspect of this. But regardless of any contract given, you're still a person. Here, here's and here's my rebuttal to that. Like, like WWE gave you, so you should be indebted to them. Right, like that's kind of what he's saying. Like, like she she got the platform on WWE. Her character is what she came up with, though. Right, it's like the Scott Hall thing. Razor Ramon was a rip off of Scarface. It was a rip off of Scarface, and yeah, it was floated by Vince, and Vince okayed it. But Scott Hall made the Razor Ramon character, and we saw what happens when you throw somebody else in that character. It did not work. Paige made that character work. Yeah, WWE gave her the platform, but it was Paige that got her there. Like... Well, and that's why I tell people all the time, like, what? WWE gave her the platform, but Paige is the one that showed up. Yeah, and Paige is the one that took that air <laughs> quote brass ring and ran with it. And then she broke her neck The imaginary twice. brass yeah. ring? The imaginary one, yes. So I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I've always been a firm believer that money is definitely part of the conversation, but at the end of the day, it's not everything. And I, that's why I said, like, when, when people signed these new contracts or recent contracts, there was nothing in there probably that said, oh, in preparation of a global pandemic, yeah, we're going to cover you this way, this way, this way. So it's new to everybody. And even though it's new to everybody, WWE and them are all acting very selfishly. And it's frustrating because it's like you're coming at your employees as if they're trying to backstab you and yes. hurt you. And, and, and it's like, no, they're trying to adapt to what they've lost. And here, here's the other thing, too. So those contracts... You know there's wording in there that says third party, yada, yada, but it's all lawyer speak because WWE has a team of lawyers that draw up these agreements. You think Xavier Woods coming fresh from TNA, I think it was TNA at the time when he came over, uh, is going to sit there and read line for line? And some people would say, well, then that's on him. And then I say, do you read your Apple agreement then? We see what happens on on South Park if we don't. Right? Like... People and granted, like different scales, I get that, but don't not sit, really don't sit there and pretend like the same damn thing, like you're actually. a fucking saint and they should be reading the contract because you know for a fact you ain't reading shit. You're you're like like you're signing up for some kind of like on PlayStation Plus or something yeah, and they're like they're got all these scares like yes I agree fuck just let me play yeah you know that's it basically it's the exact same it's not right? apples and, and oranges there it's the exact same damn thing and what Dave it's was Apple right. be. And then what Dave was referencing <laughs> was South Park, where, you know, the Sentai Pad, which is a great episode, everyone should watch that. Um, it's been a while since I've seen that. But, like, WWE signs these guys, like, as kids. And you don't think, like, they're taking advantage of them a little bit here? They're signing them. Oh, they don't they full well, they're they, taking advantage Yeah, they don't that well. They're, you know, these guys are just like, holy fuck, like, they're... The glitz and the glamour of WWE have made the big time and made the big show. I'll sign whatever the fuck you give me. I don't care. Especially at 19. Exactly. Exactly. Especially at 19. Where so, 
and WWE, this is a bad look on them. How much can how much can Twitch make them? I know you're saying like like they have a pretty good con- compensation package, but like how much can they make them? Because um, it's I've been read. If I'm, you have a lot of subscribers, a little. So let's say Paige has fifty thousand viewers. Okay. And of the fifty thousand, they are paying subscribing customers. Let's say there's forty thousand of the fifty thousand. The minimum is five dollars a month. The maximum is twenty five. And how much of that goes to the to the Twitch for don- for subscription for subscriptions majority of it. Oh, goes okay. to the not, not not to Twitch, sorry, to the actual person. To the actual the person, so that it can make a lot of money. So, so to give you insight, say- one of the biggest um, names on Twitch was a guy named Ninja through the Fortnite community. He was making five hundred grand a month. Okay, based on his endorsements, but he he had ads. millions of people watching his stuff, right? Yes. It wasn't th- it wasn't thousands. Okay, uh, Rusev, I believe, hit seventy or eighty thousand already on Twitch. Seventy or eighty thousand. So it, it, it can be quick and it can be fast. And it can. Twitch has grown to not just be a gaming platform now. Now you can do like vlogs on there. You can just do chit chats. You can just go on there and chat. So she it's, has a. So they have a lot of opportunity to make I, money. I get that, but it's the I get maybe my thing is is, is uh, I didn't know how much you could make. It's a so lot that, of money that's you can big. Make. But the optics are awful, especially when when they came out with their quarter three numbers and it was record profits. WWE, we're talking about WWE. Okay. Yes, and and record profits and all that kind of shit because they cut out everything and they fired people and now they're being even. Their staff. Yeah, and now they're being even more ruthless and taking away like an earning avenue for their current staff, and it just makes them look so fucking evil. Um. I wish, I wish that the wrestlers could could start a union. I just don't think there's enough of them out there. Like they, all wrestlers would have to band together. Well, I think they have the leverage to do it now. They have the leverage, but you need to get enough of the big guys to do it with I you. I don't think they will because you know? that's the that's the problem. There's always one. There's always there's always for every Jesse Ventura that wants to start a union. There's Hulk Hogan backstabbing him. Or for every one Jesse right? Ventura, there's fifty Hulk Hogan's kind yeah. of thing. You know. So, so I, I definitely predict this is going to go on for a while because yes. it affected a lot of big time WWE superstars like Dakota Kai, Maya Yim, Paige, um, Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods, Zelina Vega, Adam Cole, AJ Styles was yep. had a massive Styles, following Twitch, right? massive following. Yes. And I just like AJ Styles like they've done a lot of things this but, year that have bothered him. You know, like the Good Brothers leaving, oh, the Paul Heyman shit, and now you take away his gaming like. I have to look Are you more trying into the Paul to... Heyman stuff. I don't know the full thing uh, with that. I'm gonna have to look more into that. Well, I don't. I guess like I guess the, the... main gist of it was Styles said he was a conniving liar. Yes, which to, to yeah. tracks with what how many, many people, people have, have said called that. Paul Heyman that. But another reason why I think Styles took this personally is because Styles did say that he's retiring soon, and that his his last run's coming very quick. So he was probably building the Twitch as a backup plan. Yeah, and, and now the same person he's retiring with just said, "No, you're done." And the thing I keep on coming back to is Stephanie McMahon, who is like Nick the, Foley, it, who also it, said she, it. She's the COO, I believe. Mm. She's got another promotion as well. So she, CFO or something. And she's like a that. CFO. But she's a high-ranking official. And basically, she number, has come she's basically out, ranking number two. She's come out and said this is a bad fucking idea, and Vince went with it anyways. Like, and then and then I think about the fucking John Moxley interview with Jericho. Where he's like, Vince has got people in his ear and he needs to get rid of them because they're useless. And it's like, this screams to me of that. You know what I mean? So, this awful. is a, this is a, sounds like a really bad thing to say, but 
This is just what I think is going to happen. Once Vince McMahon passes away, everything will be set right. Yeah, depending on who gets gets it out. That sounds horrible to say that. It really does. That's what I think is going to happen, though. Well, with that statement, we're never going to be on the WWE Network, so thanks, Ben! <laughs> well, damn it! It's just, ever since this COVID-19 pandemic started happening, we've just been seeing a lot of the bad side of the WWE. The bad it's side like of consistently uh, monthly, where it's like, really, why are you doing that? The bad. Why side, are you doing that? And the bad side, of, like, uh, it, and even larger, the bad side of the world. You're seeing, you're oh, seeing how ruthless businessmen are, and the, the the decisions they make when when now the world, like like people are trying to go more, uh, like enough with money. Let's look look let's look after each other's health and all this stuff, and that's what it is. But then you're seeing. That like businessmen like WWE are doing these things like well they're not looking after people's health they don't give a fuck it's all about when the you see line. that your employee or your contracted employee is happy yeah during a pandemic and you say no yeah we're gonna bring a fight to you now it's like you are a prick yeah um in further is what you said with the whole business pen business people going on they said that billionaires now have made over one point two trillion dollars more since this started. Well, yeah, no shit. And it's like, okay, that's awesome. That's, that's common. Like, like what it doesn't stress me at all. My question is, what do people expect? It, I'm talking just from Calgary, where we all live, and I had a business that closed because of COVID. They shut down malls where my business was because it was not essential. And I was selling clothing. I was selling licensed apparel for sports. Shut it down because it's not essential. But you could go to Walmart that was attached to the mall and you could buy sports apparel in there because suddenly Walmart, it's, it's okay to be open. Why was that? Because they have more they money have more stroke. Hole. They have more stroke. And the big corporations are going to be the ones yeah. who are going to thrive through this because that's what was the plan well, from the beginning. Uh, you know... But I mean, that's that's this, what's happening. They have the financial wherewithal to, to withstand this. Where small businesses like my my own went went down because of it. Because uh, it wasn't. It, it's not a it's not a level playing field. I'll tell you that. No. no. <laughs> like even though WWE is a large billionaire company financially, they're really well set. I think in terms of loyalty, they're gonna be struggling a lot for a while mm-hmm. because they show the true colors of you know furloughing, laying off, but yet AEW hasn't. Yeah, they hired new superstars. Yeah, they have. They've they had no layoffs. They have had no layoffs. That's right. That's right. They, they, they've um, done a lot of rehires. They've actually hired a lot of WWE's layoffs. Yes, and and and, and so releases. Yes, and Impact has been doing the same thing. Which yeah. are which Impact, I believe, is even worth less than AEW. Yeah, and so then we it's... saw the quarterly earnings and how the much money they're saving with the show now hell shows. It's like really, yeah. you can't. Wow. Now here's my caveat too. <laughs> The, the whole thing is, is WWE is a publicly traded company. The the going after the superstars third party revenue, that might not be a Vince decision. Quite possible. It, it quite possibly could be a board decision. And he, as the, the chairman of the board, has to go and, you know, like, you're the, like, your job is to eat shit, buddy. <laughs> like, you know. Why would if, the board if, more money? Making the money signal. Nobody can see me, but I'm making the money signal. Ted DiBiase. Everyone yeah. has a price. Uh, I'm just... I'm not sure that's what it was, but all I'm saying is, like, that could be... No, just uh, thinking of the scenario, Brandon. Like, 
Well, if the board, if the if there's twelve people on the board, uh, we're all probably millionaires. Yeah, and ten of them say, yeah, we don't want them to have this because we want to have a cut. Or if they're going to do it, they need to give us a cut of it. We're not happy with our twenty million. We need yeah, twenty five. We need twenty five million. Um, then Vince has got to be like, okay, I'm going to be the bad guy because you guys are paying me a whole fuckload of money to do this. So, all right, cool. Jeez. You so know, that, that's just that's just another wrinkle. There's we there's gonna be more to come from this oh fuck yeah it's not gonna be as simple as because i remember when we first discussed it it was a warning that within 30 days you yep. have to shut down and now that 30 days is up yeah so now they have to shut down their twitches and, I th- and i'm pretty sure that's why Paige broke down because she realized like i'm done well and and they had tried to have meetings with vince to try to convince him not to and he shut them down you can't convince vince so like unless it's uh Unless there's money involved. Yep. That's like, you can screw Vince over him anytime you want, but if he could feel he can make money off and of here, you, he'll always come back. And, and this, like, no no disrespect to everybody that has a gaming channel, but, like, it'd be different if it was Brock had a gaming channel, and Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns, you know, like, the big guys, and if they came to him and said, this is fucking bullshit, he might think twice then. I mean, Styles is probably that caliber. He is, but it's only, he's only one dude, and he's not—he's not the star caliber. Also, Vince doesn't didn't understand. I've heard reports that Vince couldn't believe the pop he got at twenty in twenty sixteen Royal Rumble. He didn't understand. <laughs> he it. was surprised. He was surprised by it because Vince doesn't watch other promotions, which makes sense because you're running a multi fucking billion dollar company. You don't have time to. Watch. You don't have time to watch other people's shit. Right? Like, that's... that's, that's he, has, he hires people to do that for he, him. Right? He hires talent <laughs> scouts to go find fucking talent. That's why is he still job. surprised if he has other people that are scouting that stuff for him to report back to him? Why is he still surprised then? He probably doesn't even know who the fuck he hires. <laughs> I know, I'm, why are you wasting I'm your serious. money with that shit then? I heard there's over 400 contracted NXT superstars right now. And they probably all signed... 400! And they're all probably like 19, 20 years old. And, and before signed, people are like... And signed those fucking contracts that say, we basically own your ass, we own your name, we own this. Then, and they were happy to do it because they're in WWE. And then fucking two of them will become a star. And it'll come out later like, holy fuck, I'm getting kind of fucked in this And game. like, people are like, 400 people, that's a lot. I'm like, yeah, but only 36 to 40 are on TV right now because of COVID. Yeah. The rest are doing... Well, before, they were doing like Florida uh, circuits. They were doing Cincinnati circuits. Like, they were on tours... But now it's like, can you imagine signing NXT, brand new contract, doing your first tour, COVID hits, no more tours, no more house shows, no more merch, you're like, no more money. What are you going to instinctively do? Yeah. Figure out a way to make money. Yeah. And like, NXT contracts are not a big like, contract. No. I, I, I read that most of them are twenty to $30,000 a year to start. So they're, they're not high. Mm-hmm. Some people uh, who left NXT said they left because they had to get other jobs while on the contract. So it's like, it's just because there's 400 superstars signing NXT does not mean they're all making 180,000 plus. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's, no. it's it's not the best like highest paid contract, but you said gonna... this, you said this off air uh, before before we kick it to bed here. But you said off air what Jericho said about it. Uh, that yeah, that should I, be the I, last thing. Jericho said in an interview that they expect you to pay for your own airfare and travel because you're an independent contractor, but you can't have a Twitch channel. And I'm like. There's no wicked like, sense to that. You cannot like you, th- There's no rebuttal that you can be like because if you rebuttal that, you're like, oh, I'm choosing to be on WWE side if I try to defend this. Yeah. And I don't want to be on that side right now because they're doing a lot of shady maneuvers. But there's one thing I wanted to talk about as well that just happened today, 
or sorry, yesterday was Kylie Ray, former mm-hmm. AW, AW superstar, former Impact Wrestling superstar, announced her retirement. Yeah. Not a break, but a retirement due to mental health. And yep. it, it, it led to a lot of realization about how psychologists always say that if you are constantly positive, it's because you're hiding a personal struggle. Yeah. And you're camouflaging it. Robin Williams. I call it the Robin Williams right. effect. Yeah. Where that guy's, like you put everyone's happiness on your shoulders as a way to distract from your own pain. Yeah. But Patch eventually. Adam, in the movie Patch Adams, he actually says a line exactly like that. And it, it's almost, uh, it stuck with me that line. Yeah, it's, it's very powerful. When you put everyone's happiness on your shoulders to push yours down. So you don't like to, to push your yourself. anger, your mm-hmm. hurt. And like when I first heard it, I was like, the, Kylie? And then I read all the hashtag thank you Kylie tributes. And I'm like, this girl brought so much positivity to other people's lives that she neglected herself. No disrespect to her, no like blame to her. She neglected her own self, which is not her own fault. But that's just the power of positivity, you know, to quote New Day, is she was always so popular and positive, but we didn't realize realize how she was struggling herself. So I, I'm gonna say that as hard as it's probably for her to say that, that she's done, I'm actually proud of her. I'm extremely because, proud of her for being able to take that step and say, you know what, this isn't this isn't good for me anymore. I need to walk away. And from I'm glad my it, health. And it I'm happened. glad she did that. I'm glad it happened when it did because at Bound for Glory she no showed. And um, Josh Alexander was here in Calgary. He said that when she, what happened was when she no showed, they gave him and e, uh, Ethan Page like three minutes to, to get ready to do a promo. He's like, it happened so abruptly and so fast, and people started shitting on her. Yep. And then before that, she not knows, an impact though. Impact no, didn't. it was it was fans. Uh, uh, but I was gonna say impact class act by them. They didn't they didn't go take her to task on the pay per view. You know, they just kind of held their business in house. You know, and that was very class by them. Yeah, and then she also no showed an AEW event, and I'm like, it's not because she's no showing; she doesn't want to do it. I just think she hit that mental point where she's mm-hmm. like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. And you know how much anxiety it is to have a, a anxiety attack or a mental health breakdown, and then having to go tell your employer, "Yeah, I can't do this." Yeah, and then have the anxiety of, "Oh my god, they're gonna be so mad at me. They're gonna judge Especially me." Especially in wrestling, me. which has a culture of Ugh. fucking suck it up and you just do yeah. your shit. Which yeah. I'm so glad we're changing that mentality now for a majority of places because it needs to stop. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you want to be able to leave the industry still being a good husband, a good father and mother and, and wife. But I give props to her for making a decision that was best for her. Yeah. Not for us or the industry, but exactly. for her. We, we mentioned last week about the ECW pay-per-view, how much those chair <sighs> shots were affecting guys later in life. Another thing to think of, like not even the chair shots, but think of like... All the the stories from the nineties, like especially like with the click and the drug use and all, like like this this shit's gonna affect them later, like or, or affect their mental state, you know. So it's a good thing that wrestlers are realizing this now and taking care of themselves that way instead of going down the mm-hmm. way the nineties and eighties and seventies were, where it was just a fucking orgy and shit, like it was just nuts. <laughs> right, right. Nineties was just one big orgy, one yeah, big yeah, orgy, one. baby. And on, based on that note. This has been your body slam. Ben, <laughs> Just give us some quick. facts. How about orgies? What do you got? <laughs> well, I got that's, that's all page two. Um, so just to kind of um, run on Dave's coattails with mental like health. Like usual. As, as per usual. <laughs> 
take care of yourself first. 100%. Love yourself first. You can't love yourself, can't take care of yourself, can't love others, can't take care of others. Mm -hmm. you got to love yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup. Yep, exactly. Uh, so that brings us to Degeneration <laughs> in your house. That, that was a great segue. I love it. <laughs> love it. So take care of yourself with mental health. <laughs> so hey, Degeneration! <laughs> uh, took place on December 7th, 1997 in Springfield, Massachusetts at the Springfield Civic Center in front of a modest yet respectable crowd of 6,358 fans. Tagline is... Attitude is everything. So I think it's safe to say that the Attitude Era is underway officially now. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Uh, commentary is done by Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross. Oh, it's so nice not to have Vince there. Maneuver! Yeah, like, the way Ross sells things, man. Oh it's so God. good. So I was going to make a Vince joke, but I totally... <laughs> in and out of my head. That quick. <laughs> that was um, a good maneuver. That was a good maneuver. It's called the whiffing on a Joker maneuver. Um, Degeneration X did a 0.45 pay-per-view buy rate at 120,000 pay-per-view buys with a live gate of 112,864 data with $44,000 done in merchandise sales. So, say the city attitude era is underway officially now. Who knew that one man stuffing his crotch with gauze before a live interview on Monday Night Raw would help catapult the wrestling industry into a, into heights of popularity never reached before and will arguably never be reached again. Thank you, HBK, for one of your many contributions to the business. He was not a good drug champion, though, according no. to Jake the Snake. So, well, no, he's yeah, one of the worst. Well, but no, like he wasn't a good drug champion in the way of dollars. That that's fact. But like to blame it all on him is who, a joke. Who would have been? Nobody that, was. Nobody was a draw time. in '95. Look at fucking Hulk Hogan in 1994. Yeah. Even their buy rates were still shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, don't even start that. Most just kept shut. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart, speaking of which, Bret Hart <laughs> has left the WWE for WCW at this point and was under a no-compete clause for 60 days, timetable slash time frame. In layman's terms, he could be on TV, but he can't wrestle. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is back in the WWE. Sorry, he's making his debut. That confused me. At also, Generation X. Uh, I love how he still has shitty entrance gear. Um, I, I and his theme his, isn't much better. His either. music got worse, and his attire. I was like, I feel like he's wearing like a mask, <laughs> like a luchador mask. Like it, it looked like right? he was trying to come out as like a triple A superstar. L J Dublé, <laughs> but you know what? I gotta give him credit. He got rid of the fucking straps that he had before. So like, I'll, I'll take his outfit and this outfit. His outfit in this pay-per-view. His outfit. <laughs> his outfit. I will take it. The outfit in the outfit. Um, ben wants it. <laughs> I'll take that outfit over his dog shit he was wearing in WCW any day. His music was really annoying. It was very. Um, it, I think he went nostalgic to the term nostalgia with that theme. <laughs> Fuck it was like he was talking to himself the whole song. The yeah. whole song. Yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. Well, he, he, <laughs> I'm like, he dropped the the world's greatest singer, world's greatest entertainer. Just went the world's greatest wrestler. So I'm sitting there listening to his theme as I'm watching the show, going, I really hope he didn't give himself uh, CTE, racking his brain over the whole new character that he was coming up with himself. Possibly, I mean, three in the morning, he's waking up his wife and kids, and he's like, 
Eureka, I've got it! Get this! Jeff Jarrett, the world's greatest wrestler! Probably... <laughs> yeah, Dad, that's great. the bad. <laughs> Can you imagine if he formed a stable with the world's greatest tag team? Oh my god. The world's greatest wrestler. It'd be the world's greatest. And tag team! It'd be the world's greatest slap nuts. Yeah, true. Um, so, uh, the light heavyweight title. Let's talk about that. It was actually originally created in March of 1981. The title was defended in Universal Wrestling Association in Mexico from March of 1981 until June 16th of 1995. The title was then moved to Michinoku Pro Wrestling of June of 1995 until November 5th of 1997. The WWF light heavyweight title was also one of the eight titles that made up the Super J crown. Oh, yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, uh, you mentioned that with Ultimo. Now, officially, officially, air quote, Pero Aguayo was the inaugural champion defeating Grand Hamada, or not Grand, Grand Hamada. However, WWF recognizes Taka Michinoku as the first champion because any life or events outside of the WWF, as we know, is all a figment of our imagination um, and none his... of it counts or or happened. But it did. Hey. But it didn't. His... Simultaneously. History's written by the winners, buddy. That's the what way it goes. did they win? The war. The stuff all still happened. It doesn't matter. The war. But we know it happened. It doesn't matter. What war are you talking about? WWE was the only guy left. Was the Universal whatever you're talking about? Were they still going? No, but events that transpired with title wins. But they died. They 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 died. Nope, they don't count. Fuck it. Uh, It's like Kevin Dunn's philosophy of a wrestling show not being wrestling and doesn't like or understand why people refer to them as wrestlers while watching a wrestling show. It's not wrestling. What the fuck just happened right now? That, that's Ken. Yeah, that's Ken. Okay, because. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you know what you missed, though? We should have been on camera, and there should have been 16 million camera cuts while you were saying that, like from different angles. All the well, way the one that almost gave me an epileptic seizure with HBK and Triple H's entrance during this pay per view? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Camera cut! Camera cut! Camera cut! Jesus Christ! Camera, 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 camera! Maybe he had, like, Tourette's or something, and he just kind of would get stuck on it or something, and they're like, okay! I hated that. I almost gave that person who did that the tool of the night. Um, and it's interesting that the first champion has the same last name as the title's last promotion it was stationed in. That didn't hold happen. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my pipe out. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the title was decided in the tournament finals for chance. the light heavyweight title between Takemichi Noku and Brian Christopher in a two sexy falls match. Ah, to yes. decide... First champion. Okay. You follow me so so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may have ad-libbed. It's not a two sex eight false. Match. I was gonna say you should work for WCW. Yeah. Yep. Or Vince Russo. Um, the tournament involved names as Aguila, Super Loco, Devin Storm, known as Crowbar in WCW later on, Scott Taylor, Flash Flanagan, and Eric Shelley. No relation to Alex Shelley. Flash Flanagan. Yep. Flash Flanagan. Is this a I guy did no research be- on Flash okay. Flanagan. I looked at Nobody the name knows and went, this guy nope. became a thing. Okay. No. Cool. I looked at his name and went, nope. Call the Flash. Yeah. Uh, this would be Sergeant Slaughter's first match in the WWF since October of 1992, where he had a no, <laughs> where he had a no contest. <laughs> what happened? Love it. I love Sergeant Slaughter. I'm just... 
Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to start yeah. that again. <laughs> First match in WWF since October of 1992 where he had a no contest with Nails. Slaughter would make one more appearance at a house show in Madison Square Garden in January of 1994 before he would go on a hiatus. And on that note, here's five things in wrestling that happened on December 7th as follows. In 1981... <laughs> I, like my, I, was like, I throw you off with my little pause. Like, you know, <laughs> I love it. In 1981, Junkyard Dog defeated the Great Kabuki in New Orleans to win the Mid-South Louisiana... Heavyweight title for the third time. Is that our truth? <laughs> Announcing that title? <laughs> but the, the big question is, was Junkyard Dog also the ref in that match? By himself. By himself. Mm. 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 <laughs> in 1987, Tatsumi Fujinami and Kengo Kamura defeated Antonio Inoki and Dick Murdoch to win the New Japan... <laughs> I know. <What? laughs> Dick Murdoch thrown in there randomly. <laughs> um, is not like I wanted other... to make like a Wahoo Dick thing, but I can't with... Like, does Antonio Inoki have funny? a nickname? Ant Dick. Inoki Dick. Inoki Dick. Inoki Dick. So Inoki Dick were I don't... defeated <laughs> to win the New Japan Pro Wrestling... Japan Cup League in Jesus. These are the some taglines. I'm sorry, but were you just adding words no, to the end of that? that? Okay, can you imagine being that champion and giving you? I'm a this, 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 but they this, didn't this, 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 so it never happened. That's right. <laughs> um, Why do I have to say Japan six times? Like, we all know we're what? <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling Japan Cup <laughs> League in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> No, it's in Moscow. Like, <laughs> fucking shit. Um, in 1999, oh. at WCW Thunder in Madison, Wisconsin, not Madison. I mean, you paused <laughs> there. I was like, did they go to MSG? No, I said I had to say that in case Dave started <laughs> triggering, saying, "Matt, what? That happened the same night? What?" So Bret Hart and Goldberg defeat Creative Control of Gerald and Patrick. I don't know who the fuck they are. To win the WCW Tag Team Titles. Now, this is 1999, so the... the Creative control? Yeah. The things, we, the things we have to look I forward to, I, I am not looking forward to. Yeah, you think it's bad now. Just wait till, wait till it's I don't forward. think it's bad now. I'm just scared. In 2014, at Ring of Honor Final Battle from New York City, Jay Briscoe defeated Adam Cole, baby, in a fight without honor to retain the ROH World Title. And to finish off Beneficial Facts this week, Ravishing Rick Rude, Curtis, Mr. Hughes, Bruiser Bedlam, Sonny, and John Moxley have birthdays on December 7th. So when it comes to December 7th, if we have a show that evening, we'll wish you happy birthday. And these have been your Beneficial Facts this week. Alright, our first match of the evening is for the light heavyweight title, and it's the finals of the tournament. We got Brian Christopher facing Taka Michinoku. And Michinoku wins by pinfall at 12 minutes and 2 seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? And a 2 sexy falls count! <laughs> and Ben's here booking from WCW for this one. Dave, what's your thoughts? Ben! <laughs> <laughs> you listen so well! Um, I loved the beautiful arm drag from Christopher on Tataka from the lockup. That, that was, was nice. gorgeous. It was so smooth. And like you forget how good of a wrestler Christopher actually was. Yeah. He was so good. Uh, and Taka, we, 
Taka's is Taka. He's freaking phenomenal. Yeah, he's I really love Taka Mishinoku. He's still wrestling today. He sure is. Holy fuck. The Mishinoku driver's going to be a freaking headlock takeover soon. How, he's so guys, old. Do you guys recall how old they said he was on the pay-per-view? I don't I don't know. recall, no. I think he was like 21 or something. 20, like like, so 23 years. Wait, no. Actually, I think he's younger here because uh, they actually said that I don't think he was allowed to go drinking when he was in uh, Calgary for the Stampede. I think I think I heard that. Oh my so god! 18? So eighteen. So eighteen. Actually, sorry, he oh, wasn't wait, allowed. No, he so seventeen. No, WWE can't have a seventeen. No, no. Working. Okay, uh, now I'm getting my facts. Wait, I think this is the first time he was. I think it was the first time he's able to do that. But still twenty. Because he can't do it in the states because it's twenty one in the states. There you go. Young, twenty three years later, still going. Crazy. Jesus. Um, great springboard plancha by Taka after the beautiful setup. I love how they set up to it, the double draw kick, boom, boom. He, like, when Taka does a springboard plancha, it, he, I've never seen him fall or fail. It's just boop, boop, boop. Like, it's like perfection for him. Science. Uh, there was a spot where Brian smoked his jaw slash mouth on the guardrail. Yeah. And then thereafter, it's very, I'm glad that we now... If there's too much blood, they'll actually stop the match. Or they used to. I don't think they do it no more nowadays. Oh, they fans, got they got a lot of blowback. There's a lot of backlash because, for pause and go. Yeah, because it was it was happening and it was slowing down the match and wrestlers were getting mad. It was like a whole thing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's. Don't I, you I be protecting it. me in a match, right? you son of a bitch? Because it was so hard. To, <laughs> it was so hard to watch the match after seeing Brian bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Because like talk had blood all over him. I'm like, is this a is this a, a hardcore match now? Like, oh. I uh, love the moonsault from the top termical by Taka to the outside. Um, <laughs> I love the sequence into the full Nelson face buster by Brian. That was pretty. Oh, the skull crushing finale. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sexy finale. <laughs> uh, no. That does no. not. Okay. No. That no. drop kick to the back of Taka's head was a thing of beauty. Yeah. yeah. Thing of beauty. 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 That's my debut this, this week. Debut. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Matt Riddle over here. Um, uh, Riddle? Sorry, Riddle. That's right. They can't. Matthew and Matt just confuses them. So, like, we can't. Is he Matthew or Matt Riddle? We don't know. Just call it's him not, Riddle. It's not Buddy Murphy. It's just Murphy. He's nobody's buddy. <laughs> not Antonio Cesaro. It's just Cesaro. That's right. He's not Alexander Rusev. He's Rusev. That's right. He's not Adrian Neville. He's Neville. Oh, we're done? I can we, keep going. We can keep on I going. Can keep that's, going. That's they, really own, they own the, na- <laughs> the names legally, but they can't use both first and last. Well, yeah. Matt, Matt Riddle sounds too complicated. It's not it's Apollo a... Cruz. It's Cruz. No, it's Apollo Cruz again. What the? Okay. <laughs> What's anyway. going to happen is Matt, <laughs> Matt Riddle is going to be called the Riddler pretty soon. But Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, overall, though, I gave the match an A. Whoa! I really enjoyed this match. Whoa! Okay. Um, I also enjoyed the Jerry King Lawler interaction. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, did you catch the part where he's like... It'd be nice if he wins this title and brings it home to the family, of our friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I gave it an A. One of my favorite openers so far. Ben. Um, so Brian Christopher's new theme is Draws's theme. Yeah. That's what I freaking hate about the network is they take out their, all their original themes and they plug in like these little sound. Bites. Is that what they're doing? They're yeah, not just that's reusing. That's exactly okay. what they're doing. I knew that of, they. I knew that they do that with Hogan because of the the well, because of licensing and yeah. that kind of stuff. They do that with Diamond Dallas Page yeah. because his original theme was Self High Five and it was a Nirvana, Nirvana rip off rip off yeah. of a Teen Spirit. So they yeah. can't do that because they don't want to pay Courtney Love and the Kurt Cobain State. Yeah, I guess that's probably what it is. But well, um, maybe that's why they're getting 
uh, the Twitch money so they can pay for these things. No? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Let's not go down that okay, rabbit hole. That's a different It ends into a crocodile's mouth, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right, um, right. A little surprising to see the blood in this match. Uh, with the top rope jump to the outside, hits his mouth on the guardrail. But I actually thought that the blood added to the match and the story in, the, in this. And it was a shocker, too, because I did not expect it. Uh, Taka does a great crossbody to the outside. Uh, the crowd reaction was really good towards both guys in this. Yeah, they were into it. Really, really like this. Uh, talk with the moonsault to the outside. However, I'm not sure if Christopher or the fan's sign took the brunt of that spot more. And, oh, was that the spot where Lawler was late? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was the spot. Because I see Taka landing on the outside, but I see this fan's <laughs> sign just getting just completely squashed. I'm like, was that supposed to be Christopher? Censorship. <laughs> or Jerry Lawler now. Censorship. I don't like that sign. I'm taking it out. <laughs> Um, Taka and Brian told a great story start to finish in this and made winning the inaugural title inaugural title that's right uh, mean something the winners write history the baby. way they the way they um, performed in this match love the Michinoku driver oh the that's end. great I gave the I wasn't far behind Dave I gave it a beat like I remember when oh, shit. I'm an asshole. when you see the Michinoku driver in the video game it does not look as devastating as he does in real life. Yeah. Like, he drives you right on the back of your neck and your shoulder blades. Beautiful move. So, I feel like an asshole, but I'm sticking with it. I gave it a C. Solid, solid work by these guys. Uh, that Michinoku driver is good. Um, especially after Chris, the finish was Christopher misses a diving leg drop. and then Tennessee talking. Jam. Huh? It's called a Tennessee Jam. Yeah, it's called a Tennessee Jam. Is that what they called it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was waiting for. Oh, it's like he was like you're 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 calling me a liar now. I was waiting for maneuver. <laughs> you know, Tennessee when, Jam maneuver. You know what? When Vince was, when when Vince was doing this, it was a lot easier for me to come up with the finishes. <laughs> maneuver, maneuver, maneuver. <laughs> Christopher misses a diving maneuver, and then Taka hits a pinning maneuver to win <laughs> to win the match with his maneuver and then the maneuver. And then you guys and sexy maneuver. And then you guys oh, would be like, "That is right. That is what happened." You're yes. not wrong. And now Jim Ross is on there being like Tennessee Jam and shit. Fuck off. And uh, it's a reference for Alabama Jam. I understand that. But talk or uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Indeed. Moving on. <laughs> Next match, we got the Los Bariquas facing the, the disciples Los of the apocalypse. Los Bariquas. Shut up. You are Vince when it comes to translations Los. or like pronunciations of. I'm, I'm, I'm white. I'm trying. I'm actually the one who said appointment number one and appointment number two. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I got confused which one was which, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that point number two, number one. I don't remember no more. I'm gonna just say the Bariquas win by pinfall at seven <laughs> minutes. It's, it's funny you can pronounce Bariquas, but you can't pronounce loss. Loss. <laughs> what, what? What is it? Los? Three letters. Los. 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 Bariquas. I can say as if I'm Gloria from Modern Family, but Los. I just I, I turned the freaking Joey from Friends learning French. <laughs> God, you guys are mean to me. <laughs> uh, they win by pinfall at 7 minutes and 58 seconds. Ben, you go ahead with your fucking <laughs> shit. You guys are so mean to me. <laughs> ben, you go ahead with your fucking shit. Um, Talk your shit, Ben. So, what the fuck was that rap shit that the Bariquas were trying to do on the way to the ring? I did not what like it. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I did not like it. Sabio was the only one who was kind of on point. 
And I'm just like, I'm listening to this. I'm like, when, first off, were they doing this before? No. Or is this a new thing? This is a new thing. Okay. It's not good. They should no, stop. It's <laughs> not good. Well, freaking Jose's got his mouth is moving. He's got a mic there, but I hear nothing coming from him. And Road Dog talks on the way to the ring. And did Jeff Jarrett talk on the way to the ring, or is that song just, did? It, it, it was a song. Okay, okay. It wasn't Jeff Jarrett. It's like the I, new. I was just there, and I'm just like, and and like Sean didn't use his regular theme, but like if he's and like Sean singing to himself. And his theme, and I'm just like, what the fuck is with WWF and, like, singing to yourself? What the fuck is going on with this? <laughs> so, DOA didn't do the bike ride and then run to the ring. Thank you. It's because Stone Cold's like, I got my truck here. You guys can get fucked. Good. <laughs> Bring a truck all the time. Good. Please. It eliminates yeah. one stupid thing. That's right. Um, it's not good for D-Lo, but, yeah, good. No. That's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, huh, oh, Ben's going to love this. <laughs> Well, I'm sitting there when they're coming out with the bikes. I'm sitting there going, I would have laughed. Do it. I would have. I would have laughed after the match. They they ran to the back and left the bikes there. <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck? Why? Or if they like <laughs> rode the bikes around the ring, went back up the aisle, like left, and then they <laughs> they go and park it back. Yes. And then they all run back. I'm just like, I was actually thinking about, they're going to fucking do that, aren't they? <laughs> just to piss you off. And then they got off the bikes, got in the ring. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you. Because I would have gone right up to eight ball in chains and been like, you just keep doing what you're doing. I'll <laughs> be over here if you need me. Yeah, because you're huge. Um, the ones I was impressed with the most in this were, were actually eight ball and skull. Um, it's actually too bad they didn't stick around too long or have a better tenure in WWF. I always liked their imposing look. Um, and they actually weren't that bad in the ring. I actually thought they were a pretty decent tag team. Uh, love the spinning sidewalk slam by 8-Ball. Or Skull. Whichever one it was. <laughs> not wrong um, either way. Yeah. Maneuver! It looked really good. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the maneuver was really good. Move. Um... <laughs> Twinuver. There's a beautiful twinuver. Hey. Would you talk to Vince this way? Show me some goddamn respect. God damn it. Uh, pal. Pal. <laughs> Good shit. Um, the Miguel injury thing annoyed me once it was apparent he wasn't actually injured. Yeah. But at the same time, credit towards due for actually fooling me. Because I actually did believe it. At, there was a time I believed it too until Savio came in and the ref wouldn't let him. And I'm like, okay, it's a fucking work. Some bitch. I still wasn't sure. That's what I was sure. Because, I still wasn't sure, though. Because, like, if the, if, if the guy actually got hurt and Savio came out, he'd be like, yeah, okay, sure, let's keep this match going. But Savio's also been around a long time at this point. He probably saw it happen. He goes, here, let me try and run out and see if I can actually get in the match just to kind of, you know, save what's going on kind of thing. Because he would be savvy with taking stuff up. Like no. Um... Decent match overall, and it was a lot better than I expected. The injury thing kind of took away from it, but I still gave it a C. Just because it exceeded expectations. Dave? Oh. Oh. Okay, he's going to be the asshole. Oh, God. Oh, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I didn't. Yeah. For two big guys, A-Ball and Skull threw a very weak double clothesline. It is basically the comparable of Hogan's chair shots. You run into the clothesline. (coughs) Just... Hogan knew about CTE before anybody else, and he was protecting people. Um, and then, uh... <laughs> I saw Can't a double, rebuttal with that one, eh? I saw a double closing spot, and I was like, that was terrible. The guy that impressed me the most in the match was Miguel. 
Because the other two, Ho- Jose and Jose Jesus, and they drove me mental. Yeah. They were sloppy. And when the commentator... Jesus has, was the worst one. When the commentator... Like he, he's the one that was really bad. When the commentator has to cover you up by always saying, he's a second generation superstar. Yes. To try and make it seem like, oh, well, he has legends in this business or he has heritage. You, you suck. Yeah. Um, I will give credit to JR for selling the injury spot, though. Because I was believing he was injured too. Because mm. he showed the replay. Yeah. And King's like, oh, that's where it is. They all fucking lied to us. They all lied to us. And it worked. It's like wrestling. Salvio came down. That's where I was like, okay. But I was still like, mm, the replay looked like he rehearsed himself really good. And he fucking lied to me. The whole match was a lie. I gave it a D. No, I'm um, just joking. Uh, what? Just, oh, sure. I didn't like it at all. Okay. Con, you know, popular, sorry, opposite of Ben, I ate ball. Sorry. Yeah, eight ball in skull just drive me mental. I can't do it. Can they drive me mental I in past matches? This one I actually didn't find them. They were Who was the third I'll, person? Was it Chains? I'll get to yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Crush was injured. injured Crush yes. wasn't there. Yeah. So to go on what you were saying, I, I agree with you. With um, this drove me a little batty with uh, eight ball and skull. A guy half their size is knocking them down easily. Not like after three, four, five hits. No, no, no. One hit. Oh, okay. Like a guy like Jesus is gonna take down eight ball with yeah. a, with an elbow. No, I don't think yeah. so. And why were they referencing um, what is that team led by the Jackal called again? Truth oh, Commission. Truth Commission. Yeah. Okay, so they were part of the promo. Yeah, but they weren't part of the match. Yeah, I don't. Have Which no really problem. confused me because I was like, when can we see an actual gang warfare match? Because every time we see. Nation Domination versus Truth Commission versus DOA versus whatever Baruch was. It's it's always a three-on-three, four-on-four. But I'm like, I want to see a tornado match. Like, give me an actual war, gang warfare can match. I give you no a, rules. Can I give you, like, the opposite of that? What's that? Uh, let's not. Because this this is, this like, I'm done with... with <laughs> this, this is this is it. That, like, I'm done. DOA, Baruch was... I'm just, I'm done with this shit. Like, just... Send them away and repackage them or something. You know, because one, I'm just one done. One thing that made me laugh though in the match is when uh, Chains is in the ring and you know big badass Spiker going like, "Hey, yeah!" <laughs> but he's like, "Yeah, look at me, yeah, cheer me, guys!" Like, come on, he's not really playing the role all that well. And another thing, he he gets on the turnbuckle to get the fans' reaction. He goes up, they start cheering, and he comes back down. And as soon as like they start, I'm just like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Put your arms up and at least get your cheer yet. Uh, I gave the match a D. I'm just done with this whole thing. Uh, now I actually want to give the match a D because all your points you're bringing up. <laughs> both of you are actually very sensible. So the finish was Miguel fakes an injury for most of the match. Chains hits what an a, easy paycheck. Exactly. Chains, <laughs> Chains hits a Death Valley driver on Jose. And then Miguel comes in and hits with a flipping leg drop that almost fucking misses him. <laughs> Like, you rested the entire fucking match and you almost yeah. botched the one spot you're supposed to do. Uh, but then uh, he puts Jose on him for the win. Yay. Next one we got is a tough man contest. I can't wait to hear what you guys say about this. Uh, this has four two-minute rounds. So it's kind of like, this is kind of like the precursor to the Brawl for All. Is kind this of, is what they should have realized is a stupid idea. They really should have. <laughs> I will count to that. You know when they realized this should have been a stupid idea? Roddy Piper versus Mr. T at WrestleMania <laughs> 2. That could have told him that, hey, worked boxing matches if and wrestling. Roddy Piper can't make this work, we yeah. shouldn't do it, period. 
We got Mark Merrill facing Butterbean. <clears throat> what? Marvelous. Marvelous. Mark. No, you know Merrill. who is Marvelous? Sable. She looked good. No handsome. Yeah, baby. Uh, with all due respect to Brock, can we not talk like that about his wife, please? Uh, Brock doesn't give a fuck about. He lives in Saskatchewan. He's close. Yeah, Hutton shit. Don't, don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be his next victim. He he's hunting. He also doesn't have internet. <laughs> how, about, how about this? Don't fucking walk in the forest where he hunts. You'll be I don't fine. Like horses anyway. There you yeah, go. Uh, Butterbean wins by disqualification at ten minutes and twenty seconds. Dave, give me your thoughts. Oh, it is my turn, huh? It's yeah. Okay. I'm the host. You listen to me, okay. bitch. <laughs> this has been days of it. brought it back. <laughs> this is awful. Yes. Like, extremely yes. awful. It's, to me, it's like raw underground awful. Where I'm like, you guys are trying to pass as a legit, you know, legitimate sport, which is basically sacking the legitimate sport. Like, you're disrespecting the sport, like, legitimately. Like, you're, like, you're disrespecting what Butterbean does professionally. I want to know how much they paid Butterbean to do this because you could tell there are certain points because he was he was holding back most definitely yeah right I've and seen then, Butterbean <clears throat> fights and there was a couple times like he'd throw and you could tell he was just like uh, like I just want to fucking knock this guy out well he's like my fucking reputation on the line right now so I hope he got paid really well you know uh, but again and we've said this many times you can't <laughs> you can't like, work a boxing match to make it look like a shoot. It doesn't fucking work. Either they fight or they don't fight. It looks terribly choreographed. It looked um, awful. And then, then you have an actual WWE referee who has no idea what the rules are. And I'm like, what is the point when, of You this? know what made me chuckle? You know how boxing they have... So, you got your ropes, but then they have the, the strips that go down uh, vertical? Yep. Do you see what WWE put? It was like, it looked like fucking shoelaces. They're like, oh, I gotta make it look like a boxing ring. Get those shoelaces and put them down. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, those vertical ones are in there so they don't fall out of the ring when they get knocked out. That, there's a purpose to them. They're like, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And the, the entire time, even though I know Mark Merrow has a history in boxing, I never once believed he could win. But he's a That's five-time... That's how ridiculous this match was to me. He's a, I had he's a no, five-time Golden Glove champion I had no believability that Mark Merrill could actually win this, and the match proved correct that they even booked it where he had no chance of winning because he was doing all the, the heel tactics, poking the eye with a glove on, and then he was doing, like, the tactics. That was eye. weird, hey? Like, with a thumb? He's yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, take that, butterbean. <laughs> I'm like, this match is god-awful. I gave it an F. I actually don't want to talk about it no more, period, because it doesn't deserve any Okay, Ben? No, we're oh, not talking about no more. Okay. <laughs> This match is done. I gave it an F. We're done. <laughs> this is there's no like no more airtime for this match. It's done. Wow. You're mean. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pour more kerosene on the engulfed bag of shit and flames already. Um, so this is basically what boxing is if you took the sciences of pro wrestling and made it into its own presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing I want to bring up because you brought up the brawl for all. Dan Severed and Ken Shamrock backed out of the brawl for all because they knew that their reputations would be on the line should somebody get like a lucky punch in there and completely fuck their whole like uh, legacy. legacy up. Mm-hmm. Very smart on their part to do that. Yeah. Butterbean should have ran the other way well, as I'm soon assuming, as I'm his agent got paid well for this. Well, still. He should have ran the other way. Well, don't worry. One. 
He knocks out Bart Gun later. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he gets it back. Okay, so I stopped counting after 10 for when the match should have been DQ'd if this was in fact boxing. Because <laughs> I've watched a lot of boxing matches. For one, you can't run up to your opponent from behind in between rounds and give him a high knee. <laughs> you can't drop Says- kick the fucking guy. Says who? You can't run up to him and drop hey, kick him. Hey, you could bite ears in boxing, you can drop kick. Okay? They met, they referenced it. They fucking referenced they did, it. They did, they did. Um, although the bullshit theatrics at least executed in a way where I was laughing my ass off. Especially <laughs> from not. the shit from Marrow. I was not. Oh my god. Um, I love the. I actually love the cold water spot where they just dump it on Meryl and he was just knocked the fuck out. I love that. I thought that you were finding a reason to be happy. I thought that was actually great. Um, the two knockout spots, knockout, were just ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. Especially when he like holds his chin up, spins, <laughs> and knocks him out. I'm just like it was like a cartoon, but. The fan sign in the crowd, who booked this, summarized it all, and you can't cast that aside. Bullshit match overall, but at least a little funny. I gave it a D. Yeah, I did not. I gave it an F because it was a useless waste of time. I'm not gonna. I'm it. not arguing that. I was just like, but it made me laugh. It like so. Marrow hits Butterbean with a low blow in the fourth round. Ten. The <laughs> I laughed my ass off at that. Sure. Because because you can drop kick, you can eye poke. Why the fuck not? You fucking low blow though. You out, buddy. Yeah, it's just like that. It's like okay, you high need him. You broke a chair over his back. You fucking drop kicked him. You poked him in the eye. But as soon as you low blow, you're fucking done, pal. <laughs> That's enough. Oh man. Next match is for the tag team titles. We got the Legion of Doom facing the New Age Outlaws. The Outlaws are the champs going in, and they retain by disqualification at 10 minutes and 32 seconds. Ben, what were your thoughts? Okay, the Outlaws' antics while coming out with Road Dog on the mic is great shit, especially with the Jurassic Park references. <laughs> Do not feed the dinosaurs. I thought that was great shit. Like, right now, this is where I thought they were at their best. Just with the... When they're just starting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it gets worse from Yeah, there. it's all <laughs> fucking <laughs> downhill from there. Big, well, it's just this big script. Like, they do the same fucking thing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Degeneration X, Proudly Breezy, like, all that shit. It's, the tag team champions of the world! The road dog, Jesse James. That shit's awesome, Ben. It is awesome. This is where I thought they were at their best, is where they were just ad-libbing everything. Um, Hawks pre-match promo interview of the year. What the fuck was he talking about? Like talking about like digging out a booger? And did he say he was gonna eat the booger? No, he's gonna roll up in his finger and flick it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We need to get Hawk saying "What a booger" as part of our intro on our show. <laughs> we need to have yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's it's worth it. That was a little bit of bubbly. What a booger! <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah, we gotta get Bulldog on there and do Bizarre. Cause I'm Bizarre! That, uh, we need that. Fucking, like, that was a weird promo. And even, I think Animal's are gonna be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but at the same all time... Those, all those 80s guys, their promos are so rambly. Like, 
Like Flair Rambles, Savage Rambles, Warrior Hogan. They don't they don't know when they start and when they end. Writing team and get them to go up to these guys and say, Okay, I think your character is uh, like this. Like Hawk's gonna look at them and be like, Fuck off. I'll tell you what Hawk's gonna be like. (laughs) You know what Hawk's gonna be like? Boogers. disqualified for you're, not hitting sounds like you're reaching for deeply embedded boogers right now um animal gives an awesome power slam after the uh, uh the hot tag i thought so okay here's what drove me fucking nuts with this one so hawk isn't dq'd for hitting road dog with a bucket no nope. or billy gun nope but then when the ref gets hit that's it and the ref doesn't even get hit. He just takes a swing at him. He he's just like, like, ring the bell! Yeah, he's like, motherfucker, he's going crazy! Well, then I guess you should have rang the bell after the first time so that you weren't in the line. He was fire. in shock, Ben. Yeah. He's he's looking the opposite way, turns around, and he just sees if he this guy swinging a bucket. If he already hits two people, don't you think that's a red flag that maybe I should end this shit before he comes after me? <laughs> nope, he waited until he came after him and almost got his head taken off. Just saying. He was in shock. I'm just saying he was in shock. The ref didn't know he was the booger. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't know. <laughs> well, that's just it. He just saw an interview about deeply embedded boogers. He has a bucket. What the fuck do you think he's going to do to him? I was really worried in that interview that Hawk was just going to get right up in there and take out a booger. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, fuck. And then it would be too dry and bleeding. And like, <laughs> Why? You know what have been the best finish in the world? Uh, is Hawk's on the top rope right before the doomsday device. Picks his nose. And then rolls it up. Flicks it and then doomsday devices him. <laughs> oh, we gotta move on. Oh, what a booger. It felt like a dud and the story went nowhere and it had a really dull finish. Like it just, oh. Like just <clears throat> finish. I gave it a D. Dave. Alright, I loved Road Dog reaching for a tag and at the beginning and the gun was never there. <laughs> Because the you know the gun's selling. Yeah, I love the. I can listen to Road Dog talk all day. Yeah, it's just he's so good. Yeah. Like, he knows his strength is not in the ring. Like he's a good wrestler, but not as good as he is on the mic. He's yeah. only Armstrong. And then wrestlers. you know Billy Gunn is a great wrestler, but not too strong on the mic. Yeah. So they're, they're a great and that, partnership. That was shown in his rivalry with the Rock. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, there was that was a, the end of that push. There was a spot where Rodog went for a leapfrog and Animal Common a powerbomb. Yep. I've always just... loved those spots where it's just like, no, you ain't doing this flash shit with me. Yeah. All right, so this might be random to you guys, but to me it really bothered me. The corners they pick for the tag ropes bothered me a lot. Because here's why. So usually they're in different corners, meaning they're in the top left mm-hmm. and the bottom right. Yeah. Yeah. This match, they were bottom left, top right. Which meant the LED members' back was to the camera the entire match. The reason why they have it in the top left, 
so you can see their facial expressions. Because of their faces. Because of their faces. So it drove me batty. I was like, why are they doing this? Every other Tate match we've had reviewed this entire <laughs> podcast, they've had them play some top are you, left. Are you going to tell right. Hawk where he's going to take? No. Because exactly. I saw what the ref happened. And the, you know, he got scared. But I'm just saying. That was weird, too, because the Bariquas were in the top left. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Traditionally, if you watch wrestling on TV, take the matches, they always have a guy in the top left, based on what you're viewing, and the bottom right. Because of hard camera. Because able to, you're able to see everyone involved. But this, I was like, it, it was distracting me the whole match. And I think that's why I was not really enjoying it. I was like, I don't like this. Like, you're driving my OCD wild. No why is this hey team different? Why are we doing this? But I'm like, I enjoyed... This is one of those matches where I enjoyed the pre-match more than the actual match. Because, I don't know what was wrong, but I just didn't feel the level of intensity that they were talking about. And that promo, I was... With Hawk's intensity, I thought he was going to come up with like, I'm going to find boogers. But nothing happened. So I gave it... I would have gave it a higher, but I gave it a C because I really enjoyed the the pre-match stuff. I really enjoyed it. I gave it a D. Mm-hmm. I thought it was meh. I'm just like... You're not wrong. Uh, uh. The finish was, as LV is going for the Doomsday device, Phineas comes down to interfere. Hawk then grabs the fucking bucket <laughs> and hits Phineas. And then Rodog. And then Billy Gun. No DQ. But then he takes a swing at the ref. DQ. And I love... The ref called for the DQ as he was cowering underneath the turbo. DQ! Run that back! <laughs> He's fucking terrified. He's like, what is that? kill me! <laughs> oh, man. Okay, next match is a boot camp match, which is a no DQ match between Triple H and <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter. Triple H wins by pinfall at 17 minutes and 39 seconds. Why so long? Dave, <laughs> give me your thoughts. First thing I know, I was not expecting Slaughter to use the Patriot or Kurt Angle's music. That thing, so... Where's the... In, in the span of two months, the Patriot, music. Vader, Slash, Steve Blackman, and Sergeant Slaughter have all come out to Kurt Angle's theme. So, my question is, you you mentioned that... Uh, who was using Draws' theme? Brian Christopher. Brian Christopher, and you think it's because of licensing and they just changed it. Yeah. Could it be the same for Slaughter? I don't know, his song was awesome. Like and, and Jim, all, jo- I think Jim Johnson. All I could Jim think, all I could think of was Sergeant Slaughter's is just the drum roll. Yeah. But now he comes to Kurt Angle. I'm like, huh? And now he's coming up to Kurt Angle. And I'm like, this doesn't fit him. <laughs> the way he walks, everything was against if the he music. Don't, if he don't throw a fucking German, I'm gonna be mad. Mad. Throws a Triple H, and I was mad. Um, second thing was there seems to be communica- communication uh, issues where pinfalls can happen. Because there was a pinfall attempt on the outside of the ring. Commentary team were saying they should be allowed. But the rest like, no, they're not allowed. Yeah, that was... And I'm like, That was very very WCW. So get your shit together. But you know what I liked, though? At first, but in execution didn't work out. But I liked that it was a no DQ match and the ref just stayed on the outside. Motherfucker, can you stop taking my notes? Oh, is that what you had? That was literally my next note. I did like that. Until the end when he kept on having... He'd roll out and then have to roll back in. (laughs) I, I said it's weird. Hilarious. It's weird to see the ref can't be in the ring at the same time because I felt like I was watching a two K twenty glitch. The ref's like, and okay, they're not going for pinfall. Stay out. I'm like, this is annoying. What or the I, submissions? But what I, I'm like, what the he's come in, check, and then get what out. What I liked about it though is that I didn't. How much? How many times did we complain about the refs in no DQ matches? 
getting in the guy's face and doing the five count or something stupid. If you take him out of the ring, there's none of that shit. It's just a no DQ match. You just can't count a, a false count anywhere match. Well, that, that would have worked better, yes. But you know, it's the easiest pinfall from him. He's right there. They're halfway, <laughs> they're halfway there. Uh, the spot of the match for me, though, the reason why I gave this match a C, is Sergeant Slaughter taking a top rope over the top that rope bump. Nice. That was crazy. I, was, I even tweeted him about that saying, I was not expecting that at your age. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, I gave the match a C. Uh, it went way too long. If they would have cut, you said 17 minutes? 17 minutes. If we went down to like maybe 9 to 11, it would have been good. But um, I did enjoy Triple H's bumping, his selling. So I gave it a C. Ben? I liked it. I actually liked this match. I thought it was going to be a bit of a crapshoot, but it actually was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I enjoyed Slaughter and Triple H both bumping for each other, making each other look that good in the match. That nasty top rope bump. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Woo. well, Slaughter almost decapitated himself on the steel steps coming yeah. down from that, too. No, he wasn't even close. Oh, yes. Almost, we said. <laughs> what the true. fuck? I actually did say almost. Oh, we didn't reference... No, almost uh, is like, like, within... <laughs> Like well, he hit three his head on the step. Yeah, his close. head was fucking eight inches away, man. I guess you would know this considering what you did to yourself in the game a couple weeks ago. I guess you would know this. That's that. right. We're, we're having a tag team match. I'm in the ring. Jesse's attacking a guy outside the ring. and We're playing 2K19 on PS4. All I hear is a ding. And I look over and Jesse's knocked out outside the ring because he hit his head in the damn steps doing a dive. True story. So I guess you would have experience with this. We didn't mention Billy Gunn, though, in the, in the previous match where he was thrown onto the steps. Oh, and he lands land on, on his side? back? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah that, that, that was an almost good hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, go on, man. So... He directly, indirectly hit it. What a maneuver. <laughs> what a maneuver. I don't know. I, 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 I liked the match. I thought it was a decent story that was told. And Triple H got his ass whipped for a majority of the match near the beginning, which... You know, had some good payoff in some respect for all the shit that he was doing the slaughter in the weeks leading up to the match and that was a solid performance by both and China knocking out the ref was amazing because when he was getting in her face she was just like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what the fuck it's no DQ what the fuck are you gonna do I don't know if she was saying fuck but she was saying what are you gonna do um, and she just finally said nah fuck this cold cocks him with the forearm but, I mean, if it's an ODQ, why don't you just punch him out? No, nothing's going to happen to her. Just saying. And, yeah, I gave it a C as well. I gave it a D. Too long. Too long. Ten minutes would have been fine. See, I didn't find it was too long. I, I actually found HBK and Shamrock was too long. Yeah, I didn't find that. I didn't find that. Uh, but this one I felt was too long. Um, I felt bad for Slaughter when China was running up to boot him. <laughs> All I can think of was, was uh, No Mercy in Wrestling 2000. But ding! <laughs> but, like, she throws that kick, like, really hard. And I'm like, does she not know it's a work? <laughs> like, did somebody, like, not fill her in that she's not supposed to actually kick dudes in the leg? I, I, I kind of saw her foot landed oh, with the kick, though. Like, so. she, she got on the inside of his thigh. Like, she didn't, but, like... It wasn't, like, Bia McGillicuddy's low blow. Like... <laughs> well, nothing could be like that, Dave. That was amazing. <laughs> Uh, Triple H hits the pedigree right after that spot on a chair to win because that's needed. Yeah, and just kind of, he he literally just had a deadly force strike done to him. He does not need a pedigree exactly. on a chair. Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, but I gave it a D. I just thought it was weird. Yeah, we heard you the first three times. Dang. You said, okay. D. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, we got the returning or debuting Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> facing The Undertaker. Who's not debuting. Who's not debuting. Um, I kind of wish they would have said that, though. That would have been great. Uh, Jarrett wins by DQ at 6 minutes and 54 seconds. Ben, what were your thoughts? Why the fuck couldn't you just do this on Raw? Right? Like, wh- why was this needed for a I felt game? like Undertaker's entrance was longer than the goddamn match. You could have done the exact same good the, good, good damn thing. <laughs> yeah, that good damn thing. That good damn thing. <laughs> you, you screwed up so bad your accent changed with it. <laughs> Good damn thing. <laughs> and the story would have just been the exact same goddamn thing. I like I prefer good damn, but good damn thing. <laughs> good damn. Good damn. Although I'll watch Taker versus Jarrett fifty times before I watch any more matches between Jarrett and Mango. I'll That's say that. Fair. That's fair. Uh, Kane's interaction with Taker in the match was better than the actual match itself. Ding ding. And um, it's gonna be Kane. It's gonna be Kane. I was really disappointed that Jim Ross didn't do that. <laughs> I did enjoy the stare down and Jarrett just kind of being there and say, "Yeah, get him, whoop his ass." And then Kane just looks at him with the puppy dog look and just says, "Yeah, that's J E double F." F double U C double K. Fuck you. And choke slams his ass. Love that. He didn't spell you. He just did the uh, texting version. Right. Like he said, he you spelled Jeff fuck, and then you added the fucking <laughs> you to it. He used what a, are you doing? He used too much use and fuck. So what's it's one late. more U, right? <laughs> fuck is F U U C K U. Fuck you. Jeff Jerry. Fuck you. Fuck. Okay, go on. Uh, I did pick up on it simultaneously. Just so as soon as you said it, though, I was like, "Ah, shit!" I should you just stop smelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so With fast. the text you mode, spell the rest of the goddamn name. The good damn name. Um, <laughs> big meh for this one for the match overall. I gave it a D just for Kane and Taker shit. Dave, oh, she's on the opposite. Um, I didn't think Jared's music could get more annoying, but it did. You were wrong. Uh, he was missing. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was missing. No, you should not. He was missing his uh, luchador mask that matches suit. I was like, what is he wearing? He looks like he just came from AAA, yeah, or right? CMLL or something. Uh, it was an okay match considering Taker was doing most of the work. I give the match a C, what? only because of Kane. Really, I love the Kane and Taker. Interaction. Sure. I love Kane chokeslamming Jarrett because I remember as yeah. a child, I loved the Kane Taker story. Yeah, I loved it, and that's why I gave it a C. Nothing to do with Jarrett, all to do with Kane and Taker. I just love the build. Jeff Jarrett has the worst entrance gear ever. Like he just can't figure it out. It's better. Better, it's better than the other shit from before. Yeah, but like he went from shit to less bad shit. Like it's just like, do you not know like entrance gear at all? Like, your dad was in the business. Like, do you guys not understand what entrance gear should look like? I gave the match a D. Because I felt like this whole ma- this whole match was just filling time just for the aftermatch stuff with Kane. And to me, it's like you could have just had a promo segment. 
Or, like Ben said, done this raw. on a fucking Raw. It, sh- it didn't need to be... Or you could even have, like, Jarrett come- have Taker come out first. Yeah. And have Jarrett come out second and have Kane attack Jarrett as he's walking out and just go have a face-to-face with Kane Taker. Yeah, Fine. exactly. Fine. That, that, that would have got an A+. Plus. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, as uh, as Ben mentioned, Kane comes down and chokeslams Jarrett, which leads to the DQ. Yay. Next match is for the Intercontinental title. We got The Rock... Uh, who is the champion going in against Stone Cold Steve Austin? And Austin wins the belt by pinfall at five minutes and twenty eight <laughs> seconds. Dave, what were your thoughts? This is Steve Austin's second pay per view in a row where he's a match under seven minutes. It's because it, it has to be because I his love match. it. I they're, love and it. They're protecting him, which um, it makes sense. And he's also beaten the shit out of the Nation of Domination. I loved the bump by D'Lo onto the truck. Oh my god, eh? stunner. I remember, oh, I can't remember what, what uh, special was on the network, but they were talking about this spot, and Dilo was the only one that said he would take the bump. Oh, the rest the of the world. the only one that said that he would take it. Um, I believe it was Mark Henry telling the story, or it was a Godfather. I can't remember which one it was, but they said, yeah, Dilo was the only one that said that he would take that bump, so that's why he took it. Because he's like, I'll take it. Uh, to be honest with you, the, the stunner following looked more painful than the bump itself. Yes, because he was he was landing with his knees on top of the yeah. truck, and I kind of <laughs> there's like no gives. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for D'Lo too. I'm like he back body drops him into the glass, and then he picks him up to stun him. I'm like, dude, haven't you already done enough? <laughs> no. God damn it, Steve. Uh, Jr's commentary made this moment even more entertaining and intense for me. This is the Jr I love. Everything was like, oh my god, it's world ending. Monumental. The chair shot onto Farouk by Kama was nasty. Yeah. Even though most of the chair hit the the the, the, the window, the bottom lip hit Farouk right in the head. I was like, oh, chair shots in the head. I can't do it no more. I just can't do it. And yet you make fun of Hogan. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and then the camera misses the Austin stunning the ref spot. Yes. I'm like, what the? Yeah. That was yeah. probably the biggest spot of the match. And you're like, hmm. I'm going to go take a pan in the crowd. Stupid Kevin Dunn. I gave the match a B. Hmm? I've really enjoyed how Austin came out, got his ass kicked, and then just kicked a whole bunch of ass. And then got his ass kicked a little bit more, and then just destroyed him in one. And I was like, I love this Austin so much. Ben. Um, Austin has definitely lost his step since his injury. Yes. How dare he. Very, very noticeable. Uh, when he takes that knee to the gut, he tries yeah. to do a flip. Yeah. Like he almost looked like he spiked himself. And yeah. I was like, "Oh fuck, dude! Don't do that shit no more." <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just love the nation getting the shit kicked out of him by the car. Essentially, um, commas whip into the uh, the door. That ooh, yeah, sound that made. Ooh, um, big pop for Austin. Loved it. Not much else to say, really, though. I, I mean, Dave just kind of. Said it all right there. That's what I do. Um, oh my God. I'm the best and in the world at what I do. Modesty is his biggest. I'm also essence. really good at that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, all I gotta say is I hope the matches at Mania mm-hmm. get better. You know, it's funny. You're saying yes at the beginning of this. I'll bet you I get all the WrestleMania matches when we cover those. Just I would laugh sure. my ass off if that's what happens. Just as in charge of that, so it'll make it happen. You get you get the worst of the four. Um, I gave the match a C. I also gave it a C. Really? Solid, solid match in our You gave it a C. Yep. No Ds. No no Fs. Nope. Not this huh. time. Not this Weird. Time. Get a good match. Get this Jesus, I thought he was gonna find something negative no, about it. No, no, it was it was it was too long. <laughs> it was way too long. Should have gone three minutes less. <laughs> um, 
No, it, it was it was fine for what it was, you know. Uh, you had the Austin Pop, he goes and fucking whips the shit out of dudes. You know what's refreshing for just a WWF is that the heel factions get their asses handed to them, where WCW, the NWO always wins, and we're, we're so done with it. We're just like, fuck, just let the good guys win. Like, it's been way too long, and where WWF understands... That good needs to triumph over yeah. evil sometimes. But WCW has always been the place for heel champions. True. Right? Like, yeah. w- or WCW was. WWF was always the place for face champions. Like, in the 80s, it was Hogan for WWF, Flair for WCW. Like, it was just, like, different... Kind of interesting. But WCW did good, do a good job, though, with, like, chases, though. Yes. Yes. Where WWF was to build up the monster heel yeah. to, that Hogan for could Hogan defeat. destroy. Yeah. Um, so the finish was after some gaga with the ref there's all kinds of shit Austin hits the stunner on Rock to win but even that was like kind of underwhelming and like I, I kind of like the end of it I'm like what the did he just whip the shit out of five fucking people in this match like no problem what the hell that's, John Wayne of, t- of the 90s that's one person per minute it's crazy it's Texas Ranger shit uh that whoa, brings whoa, us whoa 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 yeah you went you Steve Austin is not Chuck Norris Carry on, Justin. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Leads us to the main event of the evening. Da-da-da. Thank you. I want to do it when you're not expecting I it. I know, but I'm going to pause until you, you actually say much, it. Man, <laughs> you're going to pause that day. one time and be like... <laughs> like six oh, minutes. You're like... You're like... Da-da-da. Just yourself. Yeah. And it's so for the WWF title. We got Ken Shamrock facing Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is the champ going in and... Uh, Shamrock wins by DQ at 18 minutes and 27 seconds, so Sean retains the title. Ben, what were your thoughts? Not HBK's best match, and that's just due to the limitations of what Ken Shamrock can do compared to the other opponents that Shawn Michaels has been in the ring with lately. Also, Sean's battling all kinds of demons at this time. Well, there's that too. Yes. I didn't feel a whole lot of chemistry here flow from these guys. Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Like, they took a while to get going. Yeah, they really did. That that yeah, they took a while to get going. Yeah, um, I did like Shamrock's Huracan. He executes mm-hmm. looked pretty good. Michaels did his best to get the most out of Shamrock in this. I'll give him credit for that. I wasn't really into this. Like I was actually tuning out quite a bit in this match. Um, the shit with Owen oh, Hart though, that was great. That came out of nowhere. Wow, was like, what and that, that was perfectly done too because it's like Owen Hart hasn't been on TV, he's Brett's brother, he wants retribution, but boom, it just comes, like, just out of nowhere, comes out of the crowd, goes back into the crowd when it's all done, I'm like, wow, that was actually well done. It looked like a shoot. It looked like a shoot, it, it looked real, well it looked done. very realistic to it, and it had a lot of emotion to it. Kind of a dull end to the pay-per-view, though, just with the result of the match, and just the main event itself, not, not, not a great... Not a great main event. I still gave it a C, though, just because of the story told with Owen's involvement in the end. Dave. All right. I have to be honest. Shamrock taking the punches in the corner drove me mental. He's supposed to be a trained, dangerous man in the world, and he's sitting there taking five punches. He's not the world's most dangerous. He's just a dangerous man in the world. I'm not calling the world (laughs) most dangerous because this made him look like shit. Five punches, throws him off. Sean comes back again, hits five more punches. I'm like, really? That drove me so mental, and that was like T. Like, Ortiz, I'm sure, was taking the, notes like very beginning of the match. match. I was like, "This is not going to be good. This is not going to be fun." Uh, the double head slam 
by Shamrock was awesome. Like, yeah, that was good with Sean and Trips on the outside. Yeah, like that Trips and Sean were on the outside. And you just yeah, that was pretty cool. Crazy strength by Shamrock to lift HBK, who's in a laid position, all the way up into a double choke and then throw him to the corner. That was crazy. I remember, <laughs> ben didn't mention this. I thought he would. So I remember seeing this failed punch by Triple H on Botchamania years ago, where Sean, or sorry, Shamrock is laying on the on the ropes. Oh, and, and it's Triple H crossed over and goes. <clears throat> And completely misses Shamrock. Yeah, and I missed that. And the announcer so Triple H. And, um, and the announcer <laughs> said, "Like, oh, Shamrock's out. He, he can't even move." And I'm like, "That's what no. you said. Hit him so hard he couldn't move." I'm like, "Let's go with that." <laughs> and, Let's go with uh, that one. Yeah, exactly. I remember I saw that. I'm like, "Oh dear God!" And then I saw this match. I'm like, "This is not the match. This is the match." So hold on. <laughs> so he hit him so hard that he didn't move. Yeah, he that's was, exactly. So what do you say about every single punch that Mike Tyson has knocked? All of his opponents the fuck out with. That your eyes are deceiving you. They actually don't move. Yeah, he doesn't hit him actually. And yeah. the punches don't move. Yeah, just like the cage. Uh, so there's that botch, but the mo the 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 second botch that I actually shared on my TikTok because it's a good learning lesson for those who want to become wrestlers to learn how to run ropes properly. Oh, that was scary. So Sean throws Shamrock to the right side of the ropes. Oh. And I noticed, okay, his feet are wrong. He's not posting with his shoulder yeah. up or his arm across the, the top rope. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll let it go. But then he carries forward, and Shamrock's elbow and shoulder are underneath the top rope. So as a result, he goes under the rope. And smacks and him in the head. And then the rope smacks him in the head and then drags across his face. And this is all within like six seconds, seven yeah. milliseconds. But it looked brutal. And I'm like, and this he was, is he was out of it after that, and that was supposed, it was supposed to set up to the spot where Sean goes for the Hurricane Rana, and Shamrock is supposed to reverse it. Yep. Sean eventually gets them back and does it like two seconds later and brings it back, but I'm just like, holy fuck, he that could have been brutal. Silly with yeah, yeah, spot. Ken Shamrock. Well, because he he grabs him and then he does the sit out power bomb, and you can tell like the rest like one two Sean kicks out and, and Shamrock doesn't just move because he's just like what like he's, he's just scared in his face. He ain't there. If you go on my TikTok with Dave Matthew Barty, you'll see the video, and I'm like, it did not look good. No. It could have actually been a lot worse because those ropes are tight. No. Uh, after this spot, you actually hear Shawn Michaels calling the match. They're in a they're in a rest hold, and you hear Shawn saying, "Okay, we're gonna do this," because at that point, Shawn was like, oh, "I don't know." Yeah, he's out of it. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh god." Good, good for Shawn for doing that. Um, I gave the match a D, just because. Well, that's, that's fair. There were so much botches, so much <laughs> Triple H missing a punch. That was, and the worst, okay, the worst part of the Triple H p- uh, punch was it was right in front of the camera. Yeah. The camera was right there and <laughs> to be honest, completely like, missed. I'm like, oh my God. It might have been one of those times where I actually just kind of tuned out and just looked <laughs> off to the side. You probably got, went, got some water or something. Yeah. I don't know, but it was blatant in front of the camera and then the shamrock around the ropes when I'm just like, oh my God. I if you find that, put that on your TikTok. It's just, uh, it's bad. I uh, This should have been like the same main event. But I get why it was main event, because it's D-Generation X, right? Um, although thing. I will say, though, you mentioned the NWO, the X comparison. I felt this mat, this pay-per-view had the NWO feel to it. Mm-hmm. There's run-ins, there's disqualifications. It's like, this is why you don't do a stable theme pay-per-view. Because people automatically know they're going to go over like exactly. if Evolution did a paper... Oh, sorry, I remember phrase that. If Ric Flair, Batista, Randy Orton, Triple H, Evolution did the pay-per-view, 
they do based win. on them, yeah. you know they're gonna go over. Uh, yeah, I give it a D. I gave the match a C. Uh, Sean bumped just so well, uh, and I had to give him a C for that. What I didn't like, I like the Owen Hart stuff at the end, but what I didn't like is that Owen Hart came, he attacked Sean, escapes into the crowd, and then afterwards the heels are in the ring and they got they got their asses kicked, like like Sean got his ass kicked by Owen, and then they're acting like nothing happened. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that drove me back. That that felt very NWO to me. It's like no, you guys like fucking. You know, you only have your title because of a disqualification. And now you're acting like... And Owen just came and beat the shit out of you. And you guys are like, we're the best. And, and like act, and acting like nothing had happened to them. Like, like Sean, <laughs> Sean has no injuries or anything. And I'm like, you just got fucking sent through a table, dude. Like, you should be, like, licking your wounds going to the back. So that, that drove me batty. The finish was Shamrock hits the belly to belly, which he does a whole lot better than um, Shane Douglas, just yep. by the way. More velocity to it. Uh... Triple H and China come in and attack him, leading to the DQ. Show me, buddy. Yeah. All right. So quickly, we're going to do our performer and tool and score of the night. Dave, you go first. It's a lot of pressure on me. It is. Okay. My overall score, 5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, my workhorse, Steve Austin. My tools, I gave them Mark Marrow and Butterbean. Ben? Uh, my performers were talking Brian Christopher. I thought they had the best match of the night. And my tool actually went to Goldust with that stupid. Oh yes! Shit. Oh yeah! I was like Goldust. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. he, that that was forgettable. I thought when he was reading Sam, I am on what it was out. I'm like, no. I'm not gonna lie. That. Uh, uh, I read Sam, I am to my kids a lot, uh, especially my youngest, and I still get to fall asleep. <laughs> because I was like, mm, Sam, I am. That's a bedtime story. Reading read, read, like Goldust. No, now now you have to. Now I have to. Yeah. But Sam, I am. Like, Jesus Christ, that's supposed to be that aggressive, Goldust. It's just another one of those segments that happen. I'm like, what? What the? Why do they have this on this fucking pay per view? Yeah. yeah. All right, my, my score, sorry. Oh, my score is four and a half out of ten. Okay. Uh, my performer, I gave to Shawn Michaels. Tool everything in that tough man match. Like you just, <laughs> you just say everything but Shawn Michaels. No, no, <laughs> everything in that tough man match was just garbage. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, this was not a good pay per view. Three out of ten. Uh, this they did not end the year in a good, good goal. And they had some dandy ones. Bad Blood, Canadian yep. Stampede were good, but this was not a good. This end. is a generation of the quality. Of that's the right. Um, so that's been our episode for this week. Dave has. A top five he wants to discuss. Yes. yes. Chris has given us two top fives. We're going to choose one right now. Okay. We're going to either do one top five heels of all time, or I think this is my favorite one, or top five wrestlers you would want to be in a match with if you guys went pro. Ooh. That well, I think is my favorite. The first match I'd have was with you in Final Cell of Score. That's a short it'd career. A That's a short career. Match. It'd be the greatest dark match of all time. I vote for the uh, who would you want to work with. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Me too? Okay, so we're going to go with the five heels of all time. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> Top five we would work with if we went pro. Yeah. There we're we still go. Put Top five game opponents. All right. So next week, we will be reviewing the last pay-per-view of 1997, which is WCW Starcade with the main event of Sting versus Hogan, a whole year build. I'm sure they won't fuck it up. <laughs> 
That's a lot of hope. I am sure that WCW will come through. I'm not and will not you. fuck it up. I'm not looking at you in the eye when you say this, by the way. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>